Deadpool and Vanessa die, but not really. This is spoilers. This is spoilers. It's pretty much what happens. They die, yeah. but then they don't die. Papa, can you hear me? Yeah. Papa, can you see me? Papa, can you find me in the night? Uh, so, ready to get into it? I guess so. It's just me and Brett, two men weave. Yeah. Everyone else on the podcast had an excuse or didn't want to do it with us. Who wouldn't want to do it with us? I'm Pappy, by the way, and that's Brett. <laughs> Go ahead and tell us uh, where you're recording from. Denver, Colorado. Of course. Uh, this is Brett. I'm your somewhat host tonight. I'm recording from Fort Wayne, Indiana. So, yeah, let's just get into it. Um, I figured we are going to have some differing opinions. Uh, we were chatting a little bit before. So, you went from telling me you didn't love it to you didn't really like it at all to telling me you didn't really hate it as much as you said. So why don't you go ahead and explain yourself? All right, yeah, I do have some explaining to do. So like the circumstances under which I watched, under which I watched Deadpool 2 uh, were actually a little bit weird. It was Friday night and I left work early at like 3.30 because it was about to flash flood. But by the time I had like gotten to the highway, it was already way backed up and it was starting to rain. So I hadn't eaten a dinner or anything, so I just like pulled into a movie theater and used my movie pass, which doesn't sponsor us, to buy a ticket to Deadpool yeah. 2. But like I was so hungry and so cranky <laughs> during the movie. I don't, have you ever seen a movie hungry, Brett? Like it ruins it. Oh it's yeah, the I'm worst sure. Experience. Then you don't have any snacks. Why didn't you get? Did you? Were you running late? Well, I, I was. I made it just in time to start the screening, and it was one of those like dinner movie theaters i don't know if you've ever been to like a oh yeah and i didn't want to yep, i, I didn't want to spend like 25 bucks on a burger like when i had food at home and i wasn't planning on it you know what i mean like yeah i don't know so like when i saw it there are certain elements of the plot the way it starts off kind of slow and there's like those flashbacks which kind of just annoyed me at the time and i was a little bit worried but giving it given it space of a couple of days like I don't really remember any of that stuff. I just remember the funny jokes. Uh, I yeah. mean, did you you loved it, right? Well, uh, I thought it was really funny. Um, I mean, I give it around a three and a half out of five. You know, it didn't blow me away or anything. And you know, I feel like they tried to jam as many jokes as possible in, which I'm never like not a fan of. And I think Ryan Rollins is really funny. I think I mentioned that I thought some of the jokes early kind of missed a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but I thought they just got funnier and funnier. And I, again, I think Ryan Reynolds is such a natural for this. And uh, I don't know. I think uh, thinking back to your story, you would have been better served if you would have gone to a normal theater or you could have gotten yeah, some just like popcorn. Sour Patch Kids or popcorn or something. Bunch of crunch. Because you were hangry. Well, you said something there like there's a lot of jokes in this movie. Like I, I do think that it has kind of a low batting average but when it hits a when it makes contact like the jokes that hit oh, yeah. are funny are yes they were really funny but there's there's so many of them and it's it's the babe ruth of jokes it's like <laughs> it's either a strikeout or a home run yep so for sure I, that's pretty much baseball nowadays anyway but yeah launch angle oh did you have any favorites uh any favorite jokes that stood out to you oh man I'm trying so hard to think uh, i can only think of i thought it was a really ballsy storyline and I got super pumped for it, but when they do the whole X-Force 
and you know you got Terry Crews, who's kind of a TV star, and mm-hmm. you got uh, Bill Skarsgård, who I is becoming one of my favorite actors, and you know this whole long big speech about the X Force, and and then they all just die. Mm-hmm. That <laughs> when he falls into the wood chipper, and when Terry Crews goes into that bus, I thought that was pretty ballsy, and then to find out that was Brad. Pitt. Brad Pitt, the Brad Pitt cameo of the Invisible Dude, that was, was hilarious. so great. <laughs> yeah, apparently he was. He wanted to play Cable, but he couldn't because of scheduling. So that was kind of his. And I'm a big uh, uh, Josh Brolin fan. So yeah. But Brad Pitt, you know, I mean, I'm just drawing a blank. But there's so many jokes. I think. Oh, I was gonna say the the baby legs. That I whole was just sequence. gonna say we were. Everyone in the theater was like dying. I had never seen anything like that in my life. Well, like in the way they did it too, it's like they made you think for a second that they weren't going to show the baby penis just because it, the scene went on for a really long time and all of a sudden they do. And it's so like <laughs> the joke just comes yeah. in waves and it's brilliant. Yeah, that was, man, I, I didn't really know what to think about it. Actually, I, my eyes must not be very good because I never really quite saw it. But Oh, I was just, ready for it. <laughs> I, was wait, <laughs> I was waiting for it. I was like, no. Let's see. I mean, can you think of any jokes? I mean, I if you get my... My brain flow, and I might think of some more. I would say the the there's one other one too. There's a set piece. It's not even like a joke. It's like a really quick flash. But they go to the X Men mansion or whatever. Oh yeah, and, that was like my favorite joke of the whole. And you movie. see like Sophie Turner and uh, who who else do you see? James McAvoy. I didn't know I think. she was in there. It was uh, James McAvoy, who's yeah. my my guy. Uh, the guy who's in Ready Player One. Uh, can't think of his name right now. Oh uh, yeah. Uh, Whoever plays Quicksilver, is it Evan Peters or something? Something like that, yeah. And then it was, uh, yeah, I guess it was, was it Sophie Turner? Okay, yeah, it must have been Sophie Turner then. No, a beast. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that was really funny. I can't believe they got them to do that. I mean, it's becoming like a cameo. I mean, I didn't even recognize the other two big cameos in the movie uh, until I read about them afterwards. Did you read about the two hillbillies? No, who are they? Wait, wait, which hillbillies? It was Matt... It was Matt Damon what? and Alan tu- and Alan Tudyk. <laughs> wait, remember what? when they're they're drinking beer and he's talking about how you should wipe your butt and then Cable shows up for the first time. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah! Like so, they're in like the truck in the field, right? Yeah, that's Matt Damon. That's what it, he's credited as it, and I read about it. And yeah, and the other guy's Alan Tudyk, who like is a really good actor, and he's mm-hmm. becoming known for like little weird cameos and he was k2so in rogue one right. he was he he the chicken in moana yeah okay yeah i knew he was played some other really small role yeah but yeah i couldn't believe that it's pretty funny that's nuts matt damon is just killing it with the cameos lately <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah he's been doing that his whole career though he just kind of shows up for little parts of movies like because he's the guy in her cellar he's private ryan yeah i made a little note like the kid the main kid mm. like drove me nuts at first, but he like grew on me and grew on me. And I thought his like gangsta Julian Dennison is his name. His gangster references were really funny, and I thought uh, like when he kept trying to get in that guy's face and he kept getting punched. I thought that was really funny. I thought he was pretty. He annoyed me at first, but I thought he was kind of like a perfect uh, anti not anti Ryan Reynolds, but they were kind of funny on screen together. So did you see Hunt for the Wilder People? No, but I saw that he was in that. Yeah, that's because that, I mean he was all over the poster and all over the trailer, so he was kind of familiar. I think, I mean, he was funny. I 
No, I'm, I don't I, know. No, I'm with you. I, I didn't think he was like... He annoyed me a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah, I didn't think he was great or anything. I just thought he, he got... I think I just got more used to him. I mean, he actually legitimately drove me nuts for at least the first half of the movie, and then I thought he kind of got better and better. But, you know, his better wasn't like, you know, amazing or anything, but... So, I don't know. I I was surprised. I know you're not surprised, but do you think the T.J. Miller thing, do you think they dialed back his hmm. scenes for a reason, or do you think he just was kind of another small part? So, I was listening to uh, a podcast today, actually Cinema Sins, and they interviewed... Or that one of the guests they had on did the storyboarding for this, and he was claiming that that didn't affect okay. the scenes; that there were no scenes that were major cuts. I, I don't know if I believe that necessarily, but I don't think that he added a ton to the movie. You know what I, I mean? I thought his torture scene was pretty funny, like the torture scene that wasn't. Oh, when he just gives up the information yeah. right away. <laughs> he like talks about how he's gonna bend something back. He's like, "I'll tell you everything." Yeah, that was pretty funny. But he's like, you know, playing T.J. Miller. So, mm-hmm. and I was a little disappointed that the uh, the blind lady wasn't in it more, but she was really funny in it. So, mm-hmm. she's kind of a little funny character. They know uh, who did have a bigger part because uh, they, I mean, they cut back on like Negasonic Teenage Warhead too. Yeah. But the uh, the cab driver guy, yeah, he really stepped it up. <laughs> yeah, he, he has funny. bloodlust now too. <laughs> yeah, that uh, <laughs> what interview with the vampire which i've actually never seen but oh yeah when he's like what does taste he for blood or whatever yeah like yeah. uh the 12 year old what the heck is there kirsten dunst mm-hmm. yeah I'm trying to think did you, oh what did you th- i mean i guess just tell everyone what did you think of josh brolin and are you a josh brolin fan yeah i really like josh brolin um my favorite movie of his is probably no country yeah i knew you could say that yeah sorry uh well what's yours is it well, I mean, Infinity War. <laughs> yeah, probably. I mean, I liked him in yeah. uh, uh, No Country for Old Men, but I'm probably one of the few people in the world that think that while it's a great movie, I always thought it was a little overrated. But I've only seen mm-hmm. it once, okay. so. But we'll save that for another pod, another day. So, well, yeah, but, yeah. we actually yeah, did a podcast on No Country for Old Men. If oh you yeah, yeah. yeah listen, to listen to that. Listen to that. But I mean, yeah, I think he's a great actor. I think he killed it in this movie, and it's it's pretty absurd that he's going to be in two of these like I mean now a comic book movie is the blockbuster movies you know what I mean they've basically yeah. taken over all of those spots and he's in two huge summer blockbuster movies that are essentially going to go back to back number one movies in America that's crazy yeah, that reminds me I'll get to that in a second um, real quick yeah I, I read that he signed on for four four movies to play Cable so and I've read that uh, like Deadpool 3 was like a sure thing but then, like, just recently, like this month, Ryan Reynolds says he's not so sure it's going to happen again. Um, they're, since they want to focus more on the X-Force, which obviously I think you should do as many Deadpools as you can. And even Disney said that they'd be willing to do a Deadpool movie um, and make it R-rated, but they want to make sure the audience knows it's R-rated. Like, people don't know that Deadpool's R-rated, but whatever. Yeah. Uh, you had some, you sent me some box office numbers. Is there anything you wanted to talk about? Uh, I think cause we're recording this on a Tuesday, Tuesday, the 22nd. Hopefully mm-hmm. we get it out by like Thursday, maybe Wednesday, depending if our superhero correspondent leaves us a voicemail. But I think that this did in fact pass passion of the Christ and it for the number two opening uh, R-rated weekend. 
I believe. Um, that, that reminds me, that was a funny, pretty funny joke uh, about passion. Oh, that was hilarious. Yeah, it was, <laughs> it was really like, good. Passion I love... of Christ, and then he puts his other hand slightly below it. us. <laughs> yeah. They, it was to say, like, Christians aren't in the other, I don't remember what he said. There are no Christians in the other, I don't know. What? Is this, do you think this is going to underperform compared to the other Deadpool, or? Well, uh, here's the thing about the other Deadpool is it didn't have another superhero movie that made thirty million dollars on the same weekend. Uh. Um, and there, there's a lot of factors too that went into its kind of crazy flash in the pan success. That weekend was a four day weekend. It was President's Day. Uh, okay. So people, a lot of people had Monday off. So the Sunday numbers stayed a lot stronger on that, and it was Valentine's Day weekend. And then it had a lot of legs afterwards because it came out in February and nothing came out after after it. So I don't think it's going to have the lifetime domestic run just because there's going to be there's a Jurassic Park movie coming around mm-hmm. the corner. Solo. There's Ant-Man and the Wasp. Solo the next weekend. But, I mean, we're looking at, it says, according to Box Office Mojo, it made $125 million in 4,300 theaters. So that's pretty good. And it's the fact that it's an R-rated movie pulling down more than $120 million in an opening weekend. That's crazy. Why Um, do you think they – I read that they moved the date for Deadpool up. Is that – do you have any idea why they would do that if it was – I mean, MCU, like you said, took a decent amount of their uh, viewers away. But I read this was supposed to come out like June or July. They moved it up to May, so – I have, I have no idea. I think there were there was a couple moving pieces, and I think that a lot of people thought that Solo was going to move to December after oh, okay. all of its production issues, um, mm. and it didn't. It stayed in May. So I, I'm wondering if that might have been part of it too, uh, but I, I'm really not sure. I, I'm, speaking of the first one, let's, unless you have anything else to say about the box office, but nope. what do you like better? Let's have that. Uh, man, I, I've been thinking about that personally. I mean, I'd, I'd like to see. I've seen Deadpool one like three or four times. I'd really like to see this one again. Um, I would say what I usually say with sequels, like with um, Guardians of Galaxy. I mean, the first one might be like a better movie a lot to a lot of people, but I thought the second one was funnier. And I'd probably say the same for this. Mm. Um, but I don't know. I don't know. I'd have to. I watch again. Uh, I, I think Deadpool, the first one, was like a classic. So mm-hmm. we'll see if Deadpool 2 stands up the second time I watch it. Because, you know, like we said, there's so many jokes. I'd like to see possible references that I missed the second time around. So what about you? Definitely the first I, one for you, right? Yeah, I definitely like the first one more. I just I thought it was more of kind of a straightforward story. And we didn't even mention like in the end... Or that last kind of scene where he, he dies and there's that whole flashback and then he doesn't die because Cable changes the outcome mm-hmm. and 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 they and they try to make it well that's just lazy writing, you can only use it once, but like they're meta but they're also leaning on the crutch too. You know what I mean? It's kind of playing that game. But time travel. I mean time travel is always gonna you're always gonna have problems like that mm-hmm. with time travel. I mean you can literally do that's a big complaint about Infinity Wars. Oh, it didn't mean anything. Well, that's probably true. When you get time travel involved, it's just anything goes. And yeah, it can be lazy writing, but... 
That's every comic book, though. I, I hate yeah. when people complain about that for a comic book movie. It's like, yeah, no, of course things don't stay permanent. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's I definitely don't complain about works. that kind of stuff. I mean, it's people who shoot laser beams out of their eyes. I mean, it's just that's just the way it is. It's fantasy, so mm. it doesn't bother me at all. Yeah, but, well, uh, like I was saying, just like that whole like time travel element and then the weird intro uh, that that takes I don't know I feel like that was they're just kind of padding the runtime a little bit so I like the first one more and I think moreover it was just a breath of fresh air and I hate I hate that phrase <laughs> because it's right. so like overused but it was at the time comic book movies I don't think there had been that it hadn't quite turned the corner the quality has gone up quite a bit in the last two years mm-hmm. even for and sure at the time, like that was like Age of Ultron, like they needed someone to like make fun of them, to turn the mirror on them, and you know, poke yeah. poke fun a little bit. So, I I just think because of that, I'll always like the first one a little bit more. But that's not to say the second one wasn't as funny. I think yeah, it's for equally sure. as funny. Yeah, and the first one had the benefit of holy crap, that credit scene was amazing, and he's talking to the camera and. He's making references about Ryan Reynolds when he's Ryan Reynolds playing Deadpool. Second one, like you expected all that. Yeah. So um, before we wrap it up, do you real quick want to talk about the this uh, mid credit scene? Anything you liked in particular? The, Honestly, I had, to, I had to like just look it up later because I was so hungry I left. Oh, man. <laughs> so that's why I wanted to make sure you saw it. Do you – well, okay, explain – yeah, tell me what happens like for someone who didn't stay. Okay, so uh, Negasonic Warhead and the, uh, I don't remember her name. The Her girlfriend? You, yeah. They Who fixed, loves Deadpool and Deadpool loves her and they're like yes. best friends. <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> really funny. Gag. And Negasonic like hates her. I oh, hate like, can we have one more gag real quick? Yeah, yeah absolutely. The, the, we got the cable is racist gag. Fucking killed me the whole oh, movie. Oh, because of the Black Tom or whatever? Yeah, or like they kept trying to like every chance Deadpool got. He's like, we have a little bit of luck and a splash of racism. <laughs> <laughs> and like you just... And Cable's just like, dude, I'm not racist. They were <laughs> so. perfect together because they're like polar opposites. That's why I thought they were really good when they were together. And then I like how they teamed up at the end. That bit killed me. But sorry, go ahead. No, that's right. Uh, so they fix his little time warp thing. And he goes back and the he kills the Deadpool from the Wolverine. Uh, not the Wolverine, but uh, Wolverine Origins. <laughs> that's hilarious. He shoots him in the head. It's really funny. Um he saves Vanessa, obviously. Uh, he sh- uh, It shows Ryan Reynolds looking at a script. And he's like, we made it, Ryan. And he's looking at Green Lantern. And he sneaks up behind him and shoots him in the head. <laughs> and crap. Was, I don't remember what else. Uh, dang, man. I'm, I'm, I think I'm missing something. But it was really funny. Um, but essentially, but yeah. she's back back to life now, right? Like yes, the next and I actually movie had would... to look. I like looked up on Wikipedia the plot just to be like, Okay, are we supposed to take this as canon? Did this really happen? And it says, yeah, that she's alive. So there's that. <laughs> but so yeah, it was really funny. Yeah. But yeah, so uh, I don't know. You got anything else? No, just Ryan Reynolds is apparently not over the whole Green Lantern shit <laughs> at all. They made a couple references to it. It's pretty funny. Yeah. But no, yeah, that's pretty much it. I think good podcast. Uh, we'll either play Pat, our superhero correspondence voicemail now. Or we'll just wrap up the podcast. That was spoilers. What's left to do with these broken pieces on the floor? I 
Our email is podcastspoilers at gmail.com. Twitter is at spoilers underscore pod. Our Instagram is podcastspoilers. It's lit. Josh Hensley from the Rutabaga wrote our theme. Our number is 903-776-4507. And if you enjoyed what you heard today, subscribe on SoundCloud or iTunes. Please don't forget to leave us a review by searching for movie spoilers, clicking on the cereal bowl, select the reviews tab, and leave us some stars and some words. That was spoilers. Hey,